powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Where do we start? Where do we even start with that one? That was, I mean, do you do you call that a hockey game? I don't know what that was. It was it was certainly interesting. I don't know if it was fun to watch. That's the thing. No, it wasn't. It wasn't interesting. It was boring, awful hockey the entire way. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, like we'll we'll dive into it. But welcome to Game Over Calgary. By the way, I'm Audie. This is Peter. We're back talking together. That's something to be happy about. We're actually yeah on the same screen, and you guys can hear both of our voices, which is something that is uh, foreign territory for this show. <laughs> it's something that doesn't often happen, but uh, we are here and we are underway. Um, if you guys want to bet, do you want to bet? Uh, because you can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Football continues, the World Series is ongoing, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live in play on one of our many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. <clears throat> Excuse me. Please play responsibly. Uh, frog in my throat, as most of the Calgary Flames had yeah. frogs in their throats or whatever you want to call it tonight in this game against the Seattle Kraken at Scotiabank Saddledome. Um, I don't even know where to start because it seemed like, for me at least, there was a lot of nice things. There were a lot of really bad things. But for the most part, I think we were just kind of gifted to the most like mediocre hockey game to break down and, and cover from a Flames perspective. Yeah. Well, th this one's new for me because you've had the first two losses of the season. Yeah. So, yeah lucky me. Th yeah. Th this has been, um, th this is uncharted territory for me. Yeah. That whole thing sucked. Um, and all of it from, I, I hate the coaching decisions. I hated how most of the forwards played. I thought defensively they were awful and Vladar well hung out to dry quite a bit was just kind of eh against the team that's just kind of eh. It, it was an average hockey game that never had any right to be average. The, the Flames should have whooped on this team. Um, and with 40 shots in this game and four goals, it feels like that they should have come away with the win in a game that they had no right winning. Like, it, this was incredibly frustrating. And I get this has been the best vibes of any show so far this season. Maybe it's my fault, losing the... the, 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 the face you're already, you're already right getting... Here. It's already being talked about in the chat, so... Yeah, um, well, I mean, I can assume. Unsurprising. You know, so, yeah. Um, but I, like... We, we have been gifted to a wonderful start to the season. The Flames are very good. It looks like they're going to be very good all season long. However, tonight I thought was a failing on all counts. All, offense, defense, special teams, coaching, all of it. I, I, I hated everything about this game. Yeah, there wasn't... I mean, and, and just to take it back to even yesterday when we saw the um, the, the shakeups, the line shakeups, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like I shouldn't have to tweet that with three minutes left in the game, Milan Lucic is out on the ice. Uh, let alone that he's on the ice and playing in the top six. Uh, so that was certainly questionable. I think that's probably going to be a short-lived experiment, I would imagine. But that wasn't the only thing that went wrong tonight for the Calgary Flames. I don't want to like pin this all on Lucic. You want to talk about an emo emotional roller coaster? My feelings for Nikita Zadorov tonight. <laughs> like, that was up and down, up and down, up and down. And, and you know, he takes a bad penalty early on. He scores a pretty nice goal. Uh, he fights Jamie Alexiak, and then he has an assist on the tying goal. Not the tying goal for Calgary, but the tying goal for the Seattle Kraken. So uh, definitely not the best of nights for uh, for the big man in red. 
No, I, I thought he struggled greatly um, at times, but then also had some really big moments in this game. And uh, I just, I, I thought the main thing for all of it was too much reliance on players that you're not supposed to be relying on. You know, like it, it's been adorable what like Lucic has been able to do this season. And Stone, he, he's inevitable. And uh, apparently so is Richie. So is Ben um, Richie. And yep. yeah, and, and Zadorov is doing things. It's great to have those things. It's not great to need those things. And the Flames, through every fault of their own, put themselves in a position where they needed to do those things. I don't know why with three minutes left in the game, Lucic is playing so much. I don't know why when it's six on five, Stone is the defenseman that we're relying on. And we are counting on him to break things up by racing down the ice in the final moments. I don't know why Zadorov is playing so much. It was, again, like, I don't mind tinkering in the regular season. And in the grand scheme of things, this loss probably isn't going to mean a whole lot. It's, aside from the, the person in the chat who uh, this ruined a, a four-game parlay on, <laughs> uh, like, this, this was just such a frustrating game. And Zadorov, I think is a really good way of kind of encapsulating all of it where he played, he had like some flashes where it's like, okay, this is really good. And then he did a couple of things where it was like, boy, that probably wasn't a thing you wanted to do in that situation. Was it? And I feel like the flames as a team had that the whole game. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you any more than uh, using Nikita Zadorov as the marker stick to kind of, set the you know if you didn't watch the game you were just like yeah you know it was a Nikita Zadorov game and everybody would be like oh yeah yeah you know what I get that makes sense but like you said in the grand scheme of things it's 8 of 82 I've had people in my replies on Twitter telling me that um all night as I tweet about how invisible Jonathan Huberto has seemed to be um and I desperately want things to start clicking but talking about the tinkering and I don't know. I just like that, that, that top line still hasn't really, uh, hasn't done its thing to looked great. I think, I, I don't think mm-hmm. I've been too disappointed in Tyler to play. Um, tonight, Chris Tanev looked great. I think that yep. that was, uh, especially early on because in that first period, it was, um, as boring as boring could be. If you're a Calgary flames fan, like it was, just bad hockey. They did not show up on time, but there was one constant and it was that Chris Tanev was, you know, he was the only one that apparently wanted to show up. Yeah. Yeah. And he was great. And he was the reason why the flames weren't in a bigger hole in the the whole game. Um, I, I don't know where you were at on the line changes. I know you had talked a couple of times about like maybe tinkering with things on that top line. And I disagree, first of all. I, I don't think they needed to tinker with the top line. But if, if I am going to grant you that, yes, it hasn't gone swimmingly so far for the top line, so let's adjust it. That doesn't mean throwing a grenade into the rest of the starting lineup and just blowing everything up. I like agree. That, that, that to me made no sense. You had two and two-thirds lines that were playing really well. I'm not it's giving Jeff guy. Ward. Right, yeah, exactly. And... I don't mind like doing this kind of thing in the regular season on a couple of nights where it's like, you know what, let's just see what works so that if someone breaks a leg in the playoffs, we know that we have this thing to, to go to and like to, to break glass in case of emergency. I don't, don't mind that on occasions. The, the biggest problem I had with this is a couple of things. One, I thought the biggest thing that this top line needed was time to gel. 
right? Yeah. Like I, I feel like Huberto has said he hasn't played with guys who are right shot before. And so he, he is adjusting to that. You know, what doesn't help adjusting to that changing it. It's been seven games that this team didn't need to, to make this type of an adjustment. And I, I'm also a little bit frustrated that you had a line that had gelled so well with Kadri, Dubé, oh, and Manjapani. That's what and you decide me. to, you, you decide to break them up. The hell was that all about? So, and again, I thought Kadri was, uh, aside from a good observation by you with Tanev being, I thought maybe the best flame in the first half of the game. Uh, I thought Kadri was one of the best flames on this night as well. And Dubé had his moments and Manjapani had his moments. So like those guys are going to fit in, but they, they, they already fit somewhere. And that was on their third line. And the last one, which is not the biggest deal, and it, it's kind of looking a gift horse in the mouse for me, or in the mouth for me, sorry. That'd be weird to look at horse in the mouse. Um, I was really, really frustrated with, I was really frustrated that Rizicka didn't start the season with the team. And the yeah. reason we were given was, well, we don't want to just put this guy in a fourth line role. You know, like we, if we're going to play these guys, we want to play them in a top line role. Apparently that changes if you lose. Apparently. Yeah, this changes if you lose the seventh game of the season in October to drop to five and two. At that point, the plan is completely thrown out the window. I, I, I just, it seems so short-sighted to me. If you want to change things after a loss, fine. Put Rizicka on the third line with Coleman and Backlund or a, a couple of things. You don't have to just go, like you said, Jeff Ward, line blender. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, Milan Lucic in the top six. Sounds like a great fucking idea. I, <laughs> oh, God, I just... <laughs> hated it does it like does it not just scream just such uncharacteristic like give uncharacteristic vibes for daryl sutter like yeah. this just doesn't seem like i don't know like maybe he's just trying to think of new ways to I, like I, I honestly don't know because this doesn't this doesn't seem like something that daryl uh you know would be a big proponent of like this is something that the flames have done in the past with you know guys like jeff ward bill peters did it a couple times and it didn't work now, yeah. all of a sudden, this guy, the, the prodigal son returns, Daryl Sutter comes back and, you know, we're seeing glimpses now. I know it's only one game. Like I would be, like I said earlier on, I'd be very surprised if they go back to these lines again for the next game on Thursday against Nashville. But um, yeah, just very uncharacteristic of Daryl. Um, it clearly didn't pay the dividends that he thought it was going to, but I don't know really what you thought dividends were going to get paid when Milan Lucic is playing on your second line by the way thoughts and prayers like can we get some thoughts and prayers in the chat if you're watching if you're listening on playback give your best to Elias Lindholm who went from playing with Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk to now being centering a line with Tyler Toffoli and Milan Lucic yeah like thoughts and prayers to my guy Elias Lindholm man oh I I thought that oh. was so it's like you know what we really need to get Lindholm going. What are we going to do? Let's put him out there with Lucic, shall we? And again, Lucic has been fine this year. But you know what he's been fine as? A fourth-line winger. Yep. Not a second line. The game's on the line. So let's have Milan Lucic leading the rush against a speedy Seattle Kraken team. <laughs> it just made no sense to me. If you want to do this type of shit once everything's kind of like solidified and figured out just to kind of see, then fine. I have no problem. Like I said, no problem with you experimenting to see some different things, but you're still trying to get things to gel. You know, like that the ink is still drying on Uyghur's contract. And we're still like just trying to figure out how Huberto fits in with a couple of guys who he's never played with before. Why are we changing it now? What did this accomplish? I just, I, I really, really don't understand it. I really don't like it. And I like, 
again, Daryl has forgotten more about hockey than I will ever, ever, ever dream of knowing. But I, I think a lot of this loss is on the coach. I really do. I, I think he got a little bit too cute with this. And like you said, it's just, it's an uncharacteristically panicky move Yeah. for losing a one goal game, a game that it's kind of obvious how they lost it. Markstrom came out and played a puck when it wasn't his turn to come out and play a puck. That, that was it. That swung the game and they lost that one. It wasn't because Lucic wasn't on the second line that they <laughs> lost that game. Yeah, just, and and, and let's for, let's it. not forget who the shooter was there. I mean, he came out and played the puck and, and it was it was a Connor McDavid sharp angle goal. Like that's going to happen. Like that guy's yeah. going to beat you from any angle. So right, yeah, like you mentioned, it's it's just it's awfully panicky. And uh, a good tweet from Mike Gould earlier in the game when he said that. <laughs> It's a really bad thing when Milan Lucic is your like first forward back and he's still like getting burned. You know, like he was the first yeah. guy back and uh and was was still losing and I I know obviously he's going to lose that foot race uh 9 times out of 10. Let's go to yeah. some of the comments here just because there's a lot to catch up on. Uh Robert really loving the Toffoli talk. Andrew Berkshire yeah. is in the house saying, "Oh my god, who is that in Peter's hat?" <laughs> um, that's some guy that's, that's Keter Pline. That's right, what we're yeah, going to exactly, go with. Yeah. The long lost brother of our good friend, Peter. Um, <laughs> Kachuk has 13 points already in Florida while Hubie and Uyghur have a combined nine. I think, when do I start worrying? I wouldn't worry. Honestly, I, I, I'd be less worried about Mackenzie Uyghur in that sentence about the points. Like he, I don't think he was coming in here to, uh, like light up the score sheet. I, I've, I think, Personally, I'm just fine with how Mackenzie Weger's been playing. I don't think yep. he's been um, a detriment at all. Uh, I also don't think he's been uh, a difference maker. Not like a difference maker, but like he hasn't been the, uh, God, straw that stirs the drink to put it in a Derek Wills term or I don't know. What, what am I trying to say? He hasn't been, I don't know. He hasn't been stellar, but he hasn't been bad. Like, is right. that a fair judgment? Like he hasn't yeah, I think so. jumped off he's the done- page. He's done a lot of things really well that I've really enjoyed, but like he, there hasn't been one game where it's like that was the Mackenzie Weger game, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. The other one, Jonathan Huberto, on the other hand, like we talked about a lot to start this show, um, the tinkering of things I think is is not going to help with the fact that he isn't lighting up the score sheet like we thought he was going to. Yeah. Um, also, just to to quickly uh, derail things entirely for you um what to to answer the question when do i worry the answer is like almost literally never because a kachuk didn't want to be here so the fact that they got anything out of those dudes is completely fine b you didn't make that trade so you could be dope in november You, you made that trade so that come playoff time you don't have a guy running around like a petulant child getting into fights and getting your team into to, uh, poor situations which is what Kachuk did all of last year you you did that trade so you had a couple more or you had at least one more adult in the room and then Uyghur who I think under Daryl's tutelage is just going to get better and better so that that trade already is a home run swing or is a, a home run I think from a Flames perspective regardless of what Matthew Kachuk does in a Panthers jersey in October yeah, no, I I wholeheartedly agree. A lot of people <laughs> saying Jeff Ward's should, name should never be mentioned <laughs> on this pod ever again. Apologies. Uh, yeah. And Conrad saying good tweet and Mike Gold in the same sentence. And that's obviously with love because there's a there's a bit of an AJHL connection there and, and it's all yeah. love. But we can write on our friend Mike Gold. Some of those tweets are. Uh, I could say it. I could say it. The Mike Gold <laughs> tweets are not always winners. But um, he knows that. Puts them out there, though. 
And that's, he, he you know what? Him, and I appreciate that. I, I do too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, we move on. This game was a game. Um, and we look forward to hosting the Nashville Predators uh, on Thursday night at Scotiabank South mm-hmm. Okay, another thing, actually, before we transition to that, that I kind of wanted to bring up that I completely forgot about. Does this tight? Does this team not scream like they need a road trip? Yes. Do you yeah. think that they? I like. I I think that that would. That this is exactly what they need right now. They spent too much time at home. I think that this yeah. screams get these boys on the road. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Even if they could have like a couple of these days, because they had a, a pretty substantial. Um, a, a bit of a substantial break anyway. If they could have just bounced out to Banff for a couple of days. I was just there over the weekend. It does wonders for the soul. Just oh. go out there for a couple of days, play does some ever. cards, play some NHL 23 or, or Fortnite or Don't whatever play. the kids are doing these days. Wow, a little bit of hate for NHL 23. Um, I, I haven't played it, but I've heard bad things. That's oh, okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, but no, like you're right. They, they just need, we, we talked about gelling before. We've heard all the time that road trip like the first road trip of the year is really good to bring the guys together and i I don't think that they're not scoring well because they haven't been on the same side in call of duty yet but i I do think that they they are in need of that for sure 100 and it it sounds these types of things always sounded super cheesy and cliche to me and they always kind of sounded like you don't know what you're talking about you're just throwing out shit because people have said that for 100 years 100 years and then like you talk to actual players and guys who are there, it's like, yeah, no, that that stuff does actually matter a little bit. It's it's some of those things that we can't quantify. That's like, that does sound really stupid. But whether it's real or not, the guys there believe in them. And I, I, think, I think you nailed it. And they have a pretty big one coming up in November that uh, I think will help them out a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, like you said, too, like, especially given the length of time between, oh, God, I can't even remember the opponent before Edmonton on Saturday. What do they have, like, six days Yeah, they off? had the Tuesday game against um, Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, so it was, like, four days. But still, yeah. like, I don't know, like, I'm sure, sh- like... Plenty of time. I was out and bound for three days. It was great. Yeah. Got a lot in. And, you know, I, I, I love my trips to Banff as well. So does so do the Pittsburgh Penguins, who every time they come out to Western Canada, they do a, a team bonding trip. At the, I, I will say, if they did it this year, it definitely didn't help them on their right. Western Canada tour, but <laughs> that's definitely uh, for another show. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, it's just the vibe I'm getting is that these guys have just maybe gotten a little bit too comfortable at home too. Like that's the problem is like, there's so many like little factors and, and things that us as not professional athletes clearly um, don't quite think about or know about, right. Just the little things like I would have never thought that being at home too much would be a bad thing. Like everybody thinks, Oh, home ice, home ice advantage, but like getting complacent and getting comfortable at home. Like, I yeah. don't know. It, it, I think it's a real thing. And it, it like home ice advantage to start the year is great. If it's oh, like yeah. three or four games, but th- we're, we're getting into eight and they've played seven of them at home. Like it, it's, it, it's just a bit much. And also for, for those who are not that January and February are better, not awesome to be in Calgary today. No, it's snowy and gross. It's, it's indicative outside. of how the Calgary Flames played tonight. It yes. was just not fun. Yeah, wasn't fun. Slipping and sliding all over the place. No, it's it's gross here. But no, you're right. Like j- just having that kind of a break and just having that kind of just get away from it. Because you, you look at two of the three losses so far this year. The one loss against Edmonton, like we said, close game. The Edmonton Oilers, I will begrudgingly admit, are quite good at the sport of hockey. Yes. But the the other loss to buffalo that looked like a game that they were kind of just going through the motions 
And then this loss tonight, it looked like this was a game that they were like, we're fine. We'll try for a bit in the second period and in the third. And then they got a two goal lead and it's like, okay, now we can go back to just chilling. Like it, it looked like they were just desperate to it take the this foot game off. The off. Gas. Like it just, yeah, it, seemed like, it just seems like they, they, they get too comfortable with a lead and, and a team. And, and I talked about it, uh, you know, but with the Buffalo game too, was a team like Buffalo isn't necessarily going to, and this was the same case for teams like Ottawa in the past, like, especially in the bubble, like, you know how the flames performed against Ottawa in the bubble, like not a team that they should have lost the season series to, but Buffalo, I feel like maybe they're getting there, but they won't outskill you on paper necessarily every night, right. but they're going to outwork you. And I get that exact same vibes from Seattle, a team that the Calgary Flames, I think, mopped the floors with on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, but the work ethic is just like at another level. And like shout out yeah. to shout out to Joey Decord too. Like I think he kept them in this game just as much as maybe anybody else. That he made some pretty big saves, and it could have easily been uh, off the rails had he not made those saves. But just the work ethic and and that factor, I think, played into it as well. Yeah, you look at the first period, how many times the Flames try to start a break, break out and they're a little slow, a little sloppy. They get caught from behind by Seattle, who turns it up the other way and, and gets the opportunity. The and then again, late. Yeah, two-on-ones all night. All night. Oh, man. And then, like, to, to seal the game away, kind of. Um, Lucic, turnover at the blue line. Like, it's just a little bit sloppy with it. And there's just an extra bit of jump there. From, from Seattle and you're right these are the types of losses that'll drive a coach crazy because a team like Buffalo and a team like Seattle if you can match their work ethic then they are going to then you're going to beat them you are more school, skilled than them so like if you match the only way they're beating you is if they outwork you right so don't let that happen and you'll be fine and the Flames now twice have been outworked in losses this year it's it's I know it's super early but like these are the games you look back on at the end of the year if you miss the playoffs and say if only we had beat buffalo if only we had beat seattle yeah. you know like those are that's what this is giving and i'm not saying you know i'm not saying the sky's falling i'm not crying for help and i'm not saying that the flames are not a playoff team but like you know like look at the toronto Blue, like to go to another sport the toronto blue jays not this past season but the season before had we won that series against Baltimore, it came down to game yeah. 160, whatever, 162, right? Like, yeah, it's it's just those things like that that you look back on later in the year and you're like, you know what? Like, if only, if only, and and that's what those those losses to Buffalo and this one to Seattle are kind of uh, giving right now. Yeah. So, um, but no, you're right, and maybe not even like missing the playoffs. By the way, um, we had a bit of a, a stumble at the beginning for like you guys wouldn't have noticed, uh, but we have uh, now nine minutes left in the Zoom, so nice. just uh, giving you the heads up there. Yes, but... I can see it. We're good. Oh, okay. I oh, can excellent. see it. Good. Oh, just over the corner of you, but um, uh, but I, I do ahead. just want to say, like, not necessarily missing the playoffs, but I think home ice against Edmonton. If these two teams meet up in the second round, which looking at the Pacific Division, they're probably going to. I think home ice in that situation is going to be a whole lot better. So maybe it's not missing the playoffs, but maybe it's we have to start the series on the road in Edmonton instead of Edmonton starting here. Not that it mattered last year, but, you know, just like those little things, they they do add up eventually for you. If only. It's it's always the (laughs) if onlys, right? Um, Yeah. Okay, so I guess wrapping things up here, we'll we'll, kind of put a bow on today's episode uh, talking about the next opponent on Thursday. You're going to be uh, hosting that show sans Audi because I will actually be at the Saddle Dome. Um, but yeah, the Nashville Predators 3-5-1 and one 
uh, come to take on the Flames here. UC Saros kind of got lit up for six goals tonight. He got pulled. Um, I don't know if that's what their move is going to be, but the Preds are, again, a team that, that this year they're beatable. Um, I think that the Flames should have their way. Yeah. But that again, I also thought that against Buffalo, and I thought that tonight, uh, especially on Sports Interaction, when I put some money down on the money line, and uh, and oh. they let me down. But um, your thoughts, I guess, heading into uh, Nashville on Thursday? Yeah i i view the pre- I viewed the Predators last year as kind of an overachieving team. Mm-hmm. Like I thought they were kind of uh, post apex. They were okay. You got a bunch of guys who I've heard of before, and that's lovely. But it's kind of it, it, the window is closed for the yeah. Predators. And then they got the, the ever-loving hell beat out of them in the playoffs. But now this Predators team is kind of what I was expecting last year's team to, to turn into. Like the, the clock has struck midnight, uh, the, the carriage into a pumpkin, all of those sorts of metaphors. That this, You're right. This is another team that the Flames should beat. You have a ton more skill than the National Predators. So just don't let yourself get outworked. Maybe put the fucking lines back together and you'll you'll be on your way it'll be fine um you're right like this this should be a game that the flames should win um and now here i am saying they should stick with continuity but also change everything back to the way it was well is are you kind of on the same wavelength as me would you want to to switch things back up to kind of go back to the way it was i um, would i would for this one yeah Yeah. i would 100 percent. i don't think that tonight you know I don't think any of those line changes really made the team any better. And as evidenced by the final score and, and the way that this game transpired, I, I just, yeah, I, I go back to what has worked. I'm not going to say what works, but what has already worked. Um, and then I don't know, it's just not, if you're going to make changes, make them less panicky. I think, that, and that's another thing I wanted to kind of bring up too. Like, yeah, I was kind of for like some subtle change, but I didn't want, like, I don't think anybody really wanted this, you know? No, and it, make and, a change. Don't yeah. make eight. Yeah, like, I think, like, even going as far as Ruzichka for Rooney would have been, like, I would have been like, oh, okay, that's changed. That's that's fine with me. Like, they changed something up, and let's see how this works. But I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, it seemed panicky. But, yeah, going into Nashville, or I guess going into Nashville coming here, um, I'm definitely going back to what happened, especially with that second line of, of Kadri, uh, Manjapani and, and Dubé. Uh, that was, yeah. that's been a lot of fun to watch. And I just, I, I think that that just needs to stay. Yeah. So no, I agree that that line was driving so much. You could put them out there against other teams, top lines and feel very comfortable and even win a lot of those battles. Yeah. If I were to, to make a couple of changes from the original set, I'm with you, Razichka, um down the middle instead of Rooney. I would also look at maybe Mackie and for one of Zadorov or Stone. Yeah. Um, I think now is the time to, to maybe adjust that a little bit and get him in there. Cause like Stone's been good, but not so good that he's irreplaceable after uh, back-to-back losses. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like those are the little things that I would do, but again, we're not in the mind of Daryl Sutter and, and no, Daryl knows best for the most part. We'll, uh, we'll let him stick it out and see what, uh, what kind of good things he can do. Um, so I'm looking forward to it though. We'll see just what kind of test the Nashville predators can be for this flames team who have, uh, clearly struggled in their last two. So Mm -hmm. it, uh, it should be fun. But before we wrap things up, you and I have never had the chance to chat about this yet, and I know we're both Jersey guys. 
<laughs> Reverse Retro 2.0. Are you a pedestal guy or not? I can't remember. I can't remember. I am. Uh, like, I, 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 I jokingly said they should bring it back on a Twitch stream that I did. But I like these ones, and I, Me too. Like, I, I have a, a nine to five job, and I mean, I it, it involves like, uh, like uh, there's a sports department of which I'm not a part of, but um, I, I saw the jerseys, like, oh, I like those, and just kind of sent out, a, oh, yeah, these are cool, and went on with my day. And then we had a story like reaction in from the Flames 2.0 jerseys, everyone hates them. I was like, wait, what? I think yeah. these look dope, I really like them. And I, I thought, um, and there was a big group chat in our, our um, game over general chat mm-hmm. about like how many people liked them and how they didn't. I thought these ones were a lot better than the reverse retro 1.0 league wide. Like Blasty is still the king forever and for oh, always. Yeah. Blasty oh, yeah. is always the king. And I would have liked to see them try something with Blasty aside from just the black, like Blasty on the, the old Sea of Red, like the, the 2004 Sea of Red jerseys yep, or something yep. along those lines. I, I would have liked something like that. But I think overall, these are these are really, really good. And I think around the league, there's a lot of really, really good ones this time around. I, I was a fan. Yeah, the pedestals definitely grew on me as well because I wasn't as fond of them for a long time. And then I was like, yeah, these are starting to grow on me. Then I started seeing more concepts. Like there's a lot of really cool people on Twitter who make <clears> really, really damn good Jersey concepts. Um, and a few of them, I'll shout out Chris Wilson and, and Nate Thomas, who hosted co-hosted the Buffalo show with me. Uh, they do their own concepts as well. They were like the caller color away from predicting the entire thing correctly, which was incredible. Oh, wow. um, it looks great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to be picking one of those up. Uh, eventually once friggin' supply chain and whatever else gets itself sorted out and we can actually buy these damn things. But yes, I will be picking one up and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them wear them for four straight games and then never again. So it'll be yeah. uh, it'll be a good time. Oh, uh, quickly before we go, Vancouver was the first team tonight to uh, debut their reverse retros and I think they looked quite nice, the Johnny Canuck jerseys. So Yeah, um, I-, I like those ones. They're getting the hell beat out of them right now. They are. They uh, are. But uh, I think that they look good while they're doing it. It's like Michael Jordan in Space Jam. Yeah, you struck down. Yeah. But you look good when you strike down. Uh, yeah, we're going to wrap up and then we're going to go watch Game Over Vancouver, which you should do too. So once this one's done and the Canucks mm-hmm. are, are all wrapped up, go ahead and watch uh, watch Va- Game Over Vancouver and hopefully we will have less screaming because... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the score is. I know last time I checked, they were losing quite badly. Um, so yeah. we will uh, we will hopefully see you guys over there. But um, yeah, that'll do it for today's episode of uh, Game Over Calgary. Thank you guys for stopping by. Next one will be on Thursday. I will not be here. Peter, you will be. Um, and we are going to uh, we're going to have some fun and hopefully talk about something a little bit better on Game Over Calgary. Thanks again for stopping by. If you're listening on playback, be sure to subscribe, like all that fun stuff. Follow Peter at Primetime Klein. Follow myself at Audie James on Twitter. And we will talk to you in the next Game Over.